Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time once again for the Midweek War. And we are here to talk WWE's NXT. I, of course, am Mad Mike. You all know me. And with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? Oh! I was like, I, I didn't think what he was doing, and now it makes sense. I'm still As you can tell, I'm fucking excited. I'm still not exactly sure what the hell that was, but okay. Yeah, we'll get to it. We're we'll going to roll it. with it. Uh, with us is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? Hi. How's it going? I'm excited to talk about NXT this week. <laughs> and um, with us is our voice in the mainstream media. Matt Carlins. Kisses. Kisses, Mad Mike. Right at you, buddy. You too, Garza. Thank you. <laughs> Amy, you're Our... good. <laughs> Amy oh, doesn't... I want to make him feel bad. Amy doesn't get those mainstream kisses. No mainstream uh, kisses for you, Amy. Too indie. <laughs> Amy's got too much indie cred. Um, <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're going to start this the way we always do. Garza, what's your one word for NXT this week? My word is lies. I was lied from the first minute to the last minute. Lies, lies, lies. Real lied to me, vaguely lied to me. Everyone lied to me this show. I will talk about it. <laughs> okay, Garza seems a little <laughs> perturbed. Uh, Eamon, what's your one word this week? Uh, intense. Okay. All right, Matt, how about you? What's your one word this week? Uh, tired. Um, the crowd tired. Me tired. I'll elaborate more in a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, my my one word is lackluster. Aw. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so Garza, what what was your good this week? Biff fucking music, aka Christopher. Garrison or Gargan? Uh, Gerard. 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 Christopher Gerard. Yeah, like, I've been a, a mark for, for Biff Music for several years now, and when he came, I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, wait, who, who is he wrestling? Uh, Apollo oh, Crews. Okay. Uh, it was a very interesting match. Cause yeah. It, it's interesting to see some, like, because Biff has such a different style. Like his, and it was clear in that match. And it was good. Like it was a very good match. But it was also weird seeing him with Apollo, who I think has adapted his style more to like the WWE style. Like he's he's got a much more slower style now than he had on the independents. Not bad, but just definitely a, like he picks his spots, so to speak. Yeah. As opposed to Biff, who's like ah, like intense all the way through. Um, so it was a cool little contrast in that sense, like watching somebody who's still definitely indie to like somebody who has kind of like become a WWE product now, so to speak. That sounds so sad. Not, not in a bad way. <laughs> you make it sound so sad. Not in a bad but way. It is happening. I mean, Chris it's is totally wrestling. Happening. He's just Chris another wrestling, guy. He's wrestling <laughs> smart. I mean, in a sense, but like it's he's it's wrestling cool. like a WWE guy, Apollo Crews. Yeah. But it, it, I still liked Biff there because Biff's style was like it made people you had to pay attention to, yeah. attention to him, so to speak. 
Um, like the commentator couldn't ignore him, you know. Is it bad that I don't remember this match at all? Really? No. I, I don't remember this match because I mean, honestly, like I when you guys were talking about, I'm like, did I miss something in NXT? Like I brought up the best and worst just to see if I missed something, and I honestly just do not remember anything about this match because Apollo Cruz has nothing going on going on for him right now. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, if it hadn't been for a riff, like this would have been just like another match for me. When they did the the little graphic of Apollo Cruz, I saw him and I was like, wow, like I feel like this guy has gone down so bad. Like I mean, since he's not, he was he's like, not. like he's not. He's, bad. He, yeah, no, no, I mean not bad, but it's like a month ago he was a title contender, and now he's. Just another guy. He's Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Like, I was just about to say that. He's like, yeah. you know how the guys get called up from NXT to the main roster and they become just another guy? Yeah. Apollo Crews has become like the guy who was brought up from the indies and has become just another guy. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> saying he's Tyler Breeze in NXT. Because, like, I'm saying he's Tyler Breeze in NXT because Tyler was always, like, right on the outskirts of whatever the title picture was. Like, occasionally yeah. he'd get thrown in there, but he's always right at the edge. And, and Apollo Crews is one of those guys that would benefit from NXT having a mid-card title. Mm-hmm. Apollo Crews will benefit as, as soon as Balor leaves. Because he's, yeah. like, the perfect baby face for the, for the promotion. But if you have Balor, like, Balor's is the guy. And also, I mean, I think it can be argued that, you know, Apollo's been given a lot in a very quick amount of time. Yeah. You know, so there's kind of, you know, you go, you hit a certain peak, and like you kind of fall backwards, and it feels almost, in a sense, like like we mentioned, like he's kind of stagnant. But you know, mm-hmm. it almost felt like he was the guy they turned to when they were like, because they didn't have a Tommy and they didn't have Sammy, and they and, and there's some other guys that they didn't have signed yet, and they were like, well, Apollo, just go, just do it. Yeah. And now that um, and now that yeah. those guys are well, yeah, Sammy's he- back. But yeah, he was time to All right, uh, Amon, what was your good this week? Uh, my good for this week, stay with me here, was Eva Marie. Hey, yeah, all I right. Agree, hold on, hold on. My third. Between my lower third, Matt's lower third, Garza's lower third, <laughs> and Amon's good, guess what? All red bandwagon, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. I, Okay, when I say this, she wasn't she wasn't spectacular, but she looked comfortable, which is good for her. Yeah, she 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 played her character perfectly. I, I loved how like every time she was in the ring, she was getting her ass kicked, mm-hmm. and then Nia Jax would come in, control the match, tag in, then she starts getting her ass kicked again. It, it was perfect, and at the end, like when when she's like celebrating with Naya, I was like, "Yeah, that's the face of someone that's really proud yeah. of just winning a big match." She never, she never is... like... I was Can just I... gonna say she never looked like she was lost. Like she did all the stuff she needed to do well, and uh, they even did like a backstage promo they posted on the YouTube channel with her and Naya, and it's really well spoken. <laughs> like, you know, I I'm not saying she's maybe on the level of someone that should be like the top person in that division, but she's getting better. Like she's, oh, she's, she's not even on the level of Alexa Bliss yet, but she, she's improving. Yeah. She's better and, than Cobra and Moon. She, and you know, you know what the best thing <laughs> is? Cobra Moon. 
I don't know about that. I will say she's better than Cameron. Yes. Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Literally leaps and bounds. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny? And I just realized this as we were talking. Naya and Eva have the same dynamic as a team that Enzo and Cass did before their big run. That's true. Yeah. Like, they have the same dynamic. Like, Enzo... Not the strongest in-ring competitor. He would come in, he would get his ass kicked, and then he would make the hot tag the big cast. And Eva does the same thing. And Eva even picks up the scraps for the win, just like Enzo does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what would be your good this week? Eamon stole my good. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Matt, Matt, what would be your backup good this week? I don't have a backup good. The rest of the show is junk. Really? Um, <laughs> I got a backup good, but I just want to say one more thing about Eva okay. real quick. Um, <laughs> she didn't do anything that was too far out of her comfort zone, which was great. Um, I'm, Garza, I'm glad you pointed out her after the match, her great reaction after the match. I mean, I didn't think we were ever going to get anything outside of the air guitar thing. <laughs> as like the true Eva Marie natural reaction. But that it was there again. She looked legitimately like... I've just been through a hell of a match, but we found a way to win, and I'm so relieved, and I'm going to hang on my big buddy here, and we're going to the back now. We're going to party. You know, it's just... She felt like an actual wrestler. She felt like a real wrestler. She was in the moment. She was being a wrestler. It was awesome. I love when she's in submission moves, and she calls out for Naya to help her. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite. Like, why doesn't that happen more? Like, I'm not saying she's a trendsetter or anything, but that should theoretically happen more. Yeah. Like, I loved it. It was just something very subtle and very little. But I'm like, good on you, Eva. I don't know who told you to do that or if you just did that in the moment, but good on you. No, that's definitely all Eva because it was like when Eva usually mocks her opponents by copying the taunt. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, she has those little things that she does in the ring that no one else does. And it, it, it's cool. It's funny. It's fun. All right, so so Matt, what was your backup good? Uh, uh okay, my backup good will be um, Tommaso Ciampa, who is always a, a delightful, um, delightful to watch. Uh, I just, you know, I, he's just awesome. Um, I really don't think I had enough of an appreciation for him when he was in Ring of Honor and whatnot, but this has kind of opened my eyes, and it kind of feels like he's retained kind of his own distinct style. It's gonna be interesting now that uh, Biff is there because it feels like him and Biff are similar, and maybe you guys can wise me up a little bit as far as to what can distinguish one from the other, but uh, yeah, well, uh, I really well, like Tommaso. One has as, hair. As, as, as the, yeah, as, as, one that, as the guy that's known as the indie guy, a lot of indie guys are similar. <laughs> yeah, well, I really like the way Ciampa's, like, just integrated. He just, he just landed in NXT, and he immediately looked like he knew exactly what he was supposed to be doing in the ring for WWE. It just yeah. seems like he's just a natural form. I can't wait for him to be in that Cruiserweight Open, because I'm sure he probably will be. Yeah. 205, 205, baby. 205. Oh, I think he's 207. Sorry. Um, I, I feel like 205... <laughs> like we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Kurt Angle's chicken, too. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like 205 is too small of a number, by the way. I feel like it should be like 215. I think I think it's just an arbitrary number. I don't yeah. Think, I don't yeah, think they're yeah. going to have a strict adhesion to it. Yeah, spoiler alert, Heyman Wrestling's fake. <laughs> Crash, Crash Holly took the... Took it to the grave. That, that gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, uh, my good this week, since no one else said it, American Alpha. Naturally. Oh, oh you, like, 
naturally American Alpha. And you know what? I'm fine with the name. Hey, God hey, wore you down. They <laughs> wore me down like, like, like a, like a chick asking you out repeatedly. You'll just say fuck it and see what happens. Not that that happens to me. That only leads to regret. I've heard it happens. <laughs> I've heard it happens occasionally. Um, no, but American Alpha versus Blake and Murphy, uh, just fucking awesome. They're always good. Alexa Bliss is the best manager in wrestling today. I'm. Oh, there's a really, there's a really amazing shot where like uh, I think Murphy has one of them in a headlock, and like you could, but Ale- you could still see Alexa Bliss like in the camera frame, mm-hmm. and the crowd starts chanting for Gable, and she just does a slow turn with that like sneer on her face, <laughs> and it's one of the best things. Hey. Alexa Bliss is. Alexa Bliss should teach a doctorate program in facial expressions for WWE cameras because yeah. she always knows where those things are and she plays to every single one of them and she's by God fucking fantastic at it. Like, and then, also, it's, it's Jordan and Gable. I mean, who doesn't love Jordan and Gable? Come on. Yeah. I also want to give credit to, um, to uh, Murphy, who I feel is the better part of the team. Stay with me here. All right. Uh, just... His he's a guy who I always I always like people that talk during matches like heels that are like very expressive, and like he does that a lot. Like he'll make a lot of noises when he's like taking bumps and shit and like stuff like that, and it really helps to like sell them. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I really like that. On a show where you don't get a lot of promo time, the more you can talk during a match and like reinforce your character, the better off you're gonna be. Well, yeah, and talking, but also like, like, say, like, like Jordan hits like a suplex or whatever, and he'll just let out a scream. That's like, it, it just adds to it, you know. All right. Um. Okay. So, uh, Garza, what was your bad this week for NXT? Well, surprisingly, it's not the drift through this time. Uh, I'm gonna talk about one of those lies that I was told this week, and uh, because two, uh, no, last week. Uh, Regal was saying that, oh, we, we need a number one contender. I really need a number one contender. And then this show, like, oh, let's just wait two weeks. It's okay. So <laughs> I, that's, like, that's really insignificant. That's really pissed me off that, I mean, we're going to, it, this is so such a long feud that doesn't need to be that long. Uh, it, it was really annoying that then they're going to wait two weeks for the two out of three falls match. And if that doesn't have a, a fucking definitive finish, ah, I can't wait until the third fall. I can't wait till the third fall happens, another double pin, and then everyone just fucking revolts. And it's yeah, like, I'm going to throw things around my house. I don't know what I'm going to do, but yeah, that, that was my bad. <laughs> All right, uh, Eamon, what was your bad this week? Oh, uh, Dempsey. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you can see why he asked for his release. Here's the thing. Um, the whole Bullfit character is fine. and This, this is the thing we say a lot with Ring of Honor. Um, it's something that needs backstage promos. Mm-hmm. And we haven't got backstage promos since it started. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you're still doing this. Uh, the character's fine, Bolt's fine, but, like, yeah, it's just sad. And I think this is his last match on NXT, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be surprised, because I know he 
uh, asked for his release shortly after their uh, their big show tapings. Yeah. All right, uh, Matt. How about you? Um, I fell asleep during the American Alpha match. Oh my God, Matt! And you know what? I it's not fair for me to judge them by a you know a different standard than I would for say you know judge Eva Marie. But I'm going to judge American Alpha by a different standard. I'm going to say if I fell asleep during an American Alpha match, it's American Alpha's fault. Of course it, it is. It's got to be better than that. I mean, it has to be Gable's fault. Why, why, it's why, be Gable's, Gable's fault. fault. He wasn't doing unique enough you know, arm flips and arm drags. Oh, please. And Jordan wasn't showing enough fire in his babyface comeback. Oh, please. All right, all right. I so, fell asleep so, during their match. So Matt's and I bad. woke up and I had to watch it again. So Matt's bad is really a self-referential bad. No, no, it's it's their fault. It's not my fault. Right. I don't. I I'm if I if I'm gonna diagnose this this Matt, uh, <laughs> I think it's slightly. Hang on, I think it's slightly the crowd's fault. And it's a thing we've seen a lot with NXT, which is when you hit that third or fourth taping, it gets rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the, crowd starts, the crowd starts really hot for the first few episodes, and then they kind of die. And toughen right. that, tough that large arena, too, because it's just not going to be that compact environment like Full Sail. It gets harder to maintain that energy, I think, in a larger arena. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my bad this week is identifying with Alex Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't know why. I think it was just because after the hot start with American Alpha and Blake and Murphy, we had two matches with four guys, although very fine in the ring, have nothing going on. Absolutely zip zero going on. Like, Apollo Crews has absolutely nothing happening. I didn't know who Biff Busick was, so I didn't care about the guy he was facing. And then you had Ciampa, who I enjoy, but he was wrestling bulls, so I didn't give a shit. And then they just showed sad Alex Riley. I'm like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. And then, of course, we got the main event and things turned up a little bit. But still, I wasn't... Because they also showed the Drifter promo in between there. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing this weekend next day? <laughs> we still what's, got... What's I mean, on? Takeover's a month and a half away. Like, Yeah, they, yeah. they really need to do something before. Because... This build has been going on too long, and we don't even have, like, apart from a title match, we don't have any hints as to what else is going on for a TakeOver. You know what? That's a good point, too. And I'm wondering, like, why why haven't we gotten a nice little TakeOver Dallas hype video, set the flow rider music for us to get hyped, um, TakeOver Dallas 30-some days away? Come on. Because there's no matches you could play. That. You don't need to show matches. They don't show matches during the when they do a tour in Mirage. Just random stuff. They could just cut some clips of other takeovers and you know Finn Balor's in the mist and the red light and. I think that'll film. happen. I, I think that'll happen once we get the number one contender for the. Yeah. So we have to wait another two fucking weeks. Did they yeah. say? Did they say it's in two weeks? Yeah, because next week we have the new debut, and then two weeks we have. Okay. Next week is Balor versus Neville. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That. Which I I was a little disappointed. I thought William Regal was gonna say, 
So what I've done is I've booked you in a match with all the former NXT champions. I thought he was going to make that match. I thought he was going to make um, Finn versus Owens versus Sammy. Like a six-pack challenge. I thought we were getting it. Yeah, versus Big E, versus Rollins. Uh, versus Rollins' knee that works. <laughs> By the way, I love that Don't you're... Mike, I love that your William Regal impression is very much like your Nigel McGuinness impression. Hey, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> my William Regal impression is basically the same as my Nigel impression, only William Regal says sunshine. Nice yeah. <laughs> <your> vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Garza, what will be your change for NXT this week? Uh, I felt uh, we had a lot of failure in between on the main event and the first match, like you were saying, like we had two matches where we didn't really care about anyone. We had a drifter uh, part of a song, which always suck. And oh, come on, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I I really don't like the drifter, the hipster drifter. I would have removed some of those things to have Enzo and Cass address getting their shit kicked out uh, when he got in, like the the little video thing. Yeah, I was shocked that wasn't used um, on the show because they showed it on Twitter. Yeah. No, they did show it on the show. Yeah, they showed it, but we didn't hear anything from either the mechanics or in some cast. And okay. I thought I, I don't even remember been... seeing it on the show. Yeah, yeah no, 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 I remember it. Yeah, they did yeah, show it. So yeah. towards the end, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't remember seeing it on the show at all. It was yeah. there. You probably <laughs> fell asleep. No, I don't think I did. All right, anyway, um, Amy, what will be your change this week? Uh, my change for this week, uh, I'd like the, the main event, the tag match. Um, my one thing, though, is um, you need to give Nia Jax a power move as a finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leg drop's not working. It's just I mean, not. The leg drop can work as a move for emphasis, but as a finisher, it's like unless she's going to jump up really high... Yeah. It doesn't work. And also, she does the leg drop in the same way Becky Lynch does her leg drops. Yeah. They're, they're, kind, of, they're kind of the short legs. Like, like, Becky doesn't jump on hers. Yeah, like, like short diagonal. Yeah. Um, she's a powerful woman. Give her some kind of big power move. You know? I just think it makes no sense. I just wonder if they're worried about maybe a safety issue with her doing a big power move like that. Yeah, That's what but, I was thinking. I, I'm not sure if they trust her to like be dropping people. Under yeah, head. but if she's on TV, she should be trusted to do that. That's true. And I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. If I say this, I'm gonna get killed. But um, she should wrestle like Yokozuna. She should. Yeah. She should finish him with a bonsai not, drop. I mean, I'm sorry. You well, know, I mean, not, twice the size of every woman on that roster. Maybe not a bounce-like drop, but uh, a Vader bomb. Vader bomb, there you or go. Or a big oh, splash. Yeah, even if, it, a big even, splash. even if it was, like, the same positioning that she has the line drop, but it's a splash, that's fine. Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with her being the, the women's division's Mark Emery. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's who she should aspire to be. Like, because Yokozuna isn't exactly the right comparison, I don't think, because... She's not, like, that much oversized compared to the other Divas. She's definitely larger than all of them, but... Yeah, but I'm just but, thinking about, like, with her leg drop. I mean, when Yokozuna would drop a leg, he wouldn't go jumping into the air super high, but he would kind of, like, no. wind it up, and people would go, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, and, like, 
Naya doesn't really give it that kind of like build up. She just kind of like bounces, come back, drop. Bounce, yeah, but that that's back, because down. that's because if HD was around when Yokozuna, you would have been able to map like <laughs> like you've been able to do geological maps on Yokozuna's thigh. Like yeah, you know, there there's a subtle difference in Yoko's like jump, and he did get hops. He did get hops from it, but I think like a big splash or like just a falling slam, like the world's strongest slam, I think would be fine for Naya, something like that. Yeah. But uh, Matt, what suggestion too? Yes, uh, my my change this week is we make it a make make. We don't need a two out of three falls match. <laughs> something when, when you can't get one fall. You don't make two out of three. Yeah, How like we're gonna get there. Like something, something else. I, I don't know. Maybe a submissions match. That could be fun. I quit. Something definitive. Like, uh, I just, I see this going poorly. Just, just <laughs> make it us taking forever. <laughs> yeah, or a cage match. A cage match. NXT hasn't done. Oh a- come on. It- Cage no, match. fuck you, Eamon. Well, no, I mean, it's in the sense of a like, cage match, both men fall into the cage at the same time. Yeah, you, oh, you, you right, need a right, match that you can't possibly tie. So um, That's fair. But you can tie pretty much everything except an I quit match. That's true. You can you can even tie a ladder match for fuck's sake. I would love if this, go, this match goes to a draw and, like, William Regal just comes out and says, fuck it, we're flipping a coin. Fuck it. <laughs> or even better if he comes out and he goes... F it, Baron, you're the number one contender. Yeah, that'd be great too. <laughs> and he's like, it worked. And Baron's like, yes. Baron's like, like, finally. That would be the ultimate heel heat. <laughs> like, like Baron not having to go through these matches and just getting the title done. Got, got the title match through exasperated general managers. So. <laughs> you know, it'd be really funny if, like, the uh, the uh, Balor versus Neville match, if Baron just interferes and beats the fuck out of Balor. And the Balor's like, I don't care about the two F three fuckers. I want Bal. I want Baron. Like, Regal's like, we've been through all this work. <laughs> oh god, be so good. A bunch of kids who won't listen. My NXT kids aren't listening. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so Garza, where would you rank NXT this week? I'm ranking NXT number four. Uh. The main event and the opening match were the best things, and even then, they're not that amazing. Uh, so, number four. All right, uh, Eamon, how about you? Uh, I feel like we're going to differ, but uh, I ranked NXT number two this week. Uh, I thought the opener and the main were really good. Uh, I didn't get put to sleep like it happened with other people. Um, <laughs> and, and as much as, like, yeah, Apollo doesn't necessarily have anything going for him, or so at least those people still have stories in a way. Like they have character traits that are helping tell their story in a sense. Um, like they stay, like they sold the whole him having the non-title match with Balor and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I still like them. Um, hopefully things will get better going forward. I'm excited for next week. Next week's going to be interesting with Balor and Neville um, and the stuff going forward. Okay, Matt, how about you? Um, I only saw um, two of the four shows in the Midweek War this week, and um, as much as I love the end of Impact, I'm terrified to give it anything higher than a three, Um, so I'll make NXT number two this week. 
Alrighty, uh, NXT for me is, for me this week is number four. I it just it just didn't draw me in. Uh, I don't know, like I enjoyed the two tag matches, but they weren't really anything special. And it feels like this was the filleriest of filler shows I've ever seen in a week where we had a lot of things going on in the other three shows. Yeah. So I mean, it, like I said, not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. Just Super filler. Super duper filler. And you can tell that while the main roster is okay enough to plan for WrestleMania in the 40-something days, NXT hasn't had a big show since January. They need kind of a big show like Fastlane in the middle because this has been way too long of a build. And I'm a little worried that it's only going to get worse because we still have like at least four shows before yeah. a big, the takeover. Yeah. yeah. They haven't even started building the matches for Dallas. Like, nothing. Like, they sort of have. But, like, they, like we kind of know it's going to be Bailey Oscar. Yeah, I mean, they hinted it. Do but... we? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think it was pretty explicitly hinted. I yeah. No, I think Nia's going to be involved in that, too. Because they've also hinted at Nia and Asuka. Yeah. Like, unless that's going to be, like, a number one contender thing, I... I can see that being the number one contender. But I don't think we even had, like... And, sure, it looks like Enzo and Cass are going to get their tag title shot against Dash and Dawson, but then why the fuck are you building American Alpha? I don't think Dash and Dawson are getting that title shot takeover. Like, uh, it seems like... There's a lot of ways they can go with stuff, but they're not building towards a specific goal. And I think yeah. at this point we should be at least seeing something. Yeah. Like one booked, one booked match. Well, I mean, that this is all true, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. The building is sold out. Yeah. We're all going to show up and watch Baby WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome. And um, all we have to do is endure thirty some odd more days. No matter. Florida. <laughs> that's not how we. That's not how wrestling should work. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's supposed to work. Welcome no. to my house. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, Garza, where can the people of the internet find you? You can find me at DW Revolution on Twitter, and you can go to DWrestlingRevolution.com. Amen. How about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Amen Two Please, and also check out Spire Pro Wrestling. Uh, as a company I work for that has an event coming up this Sunday that you can go find more information for at inspireprowrestling.com. All right, and Matt, how about you? Find me on the Twitter at Mainstream Matt with one T and go to wrestlingmayhemshow.com to read my fun columns, catch up on Mayhem Mania. I'm finishing up this week's column right now. It's a love letter to Shane McMahon. <laughs> Excellent. And I, of course, am at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. You can catch us every week on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Every Tuesday night, roundabouts 9 p.m., we talk about everything related to pro wrestling, and sometimes you might even get, I don't know, recipes. Who knows? We talk about a whole bunch of crazy shit. Um, but, yeah, go to live.sorgatronmedia.com every Tuesday night, or you can download the shows on the iTunes, the Stitcher, all that stuff. You know where to go for that kind of stuff. So... For Antonio Garza, for Eamon Payton, and for Mainstream Matt, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Midweek War!